Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite willing individuals, leaders, bold people to come onto the show and get coached live and in person. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you our guest. Her name is Lauren Boyer, and she is the president of a company called Underscore. Lauren, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, what is Underscore. I did a little search. I read something about JavaScript, and I thought, okay, I better just ask. Maybe I I found the wrong thing, but tell me a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I don't know where you found JavaScript, but I don't know that either. I know it's a language that I don't speak. Just like okay, there's so a that's not time. you. That's <laughs> no, not you. No. So the, the full name of the company is underscore marketing. And um, you have to spell the whole word out to get there. Underscore marketing.com. It is the bane of my existence on every email newsletter that I've signed up for for the past uh, 13 years. But the company has been wonderful. And um, I have grown it from a little kind of infant child into what it is today, which is a um, it's a global company that services very large and um, almost pre-commercialized pharmaceutical, uh, biotech and medical device companies and health institutions. And we help them understand when they're trying to reach a certain audience what they need to do to get to them. So to connect them up with the people that they want to reach most. So if you want to talk to doctors in a specific specialty, there's a way to do that depending upon what you're saying. And if you want to talk to some uh, patient cohort, there's very different nuances in each. So we look across all kinds of media and help them with their investments. Okay, great. So you've been running this business for how long? So I stepped in in 2007 and I came in as a junior partner with very, very low equity. Within two years, we had, there were three of us, two of us bought out the third and I became a 50% equity holder and all of a sudden CEO. So it went from zero to zero to a hundred and an overnight kind of thing. But, um, but since that time, we've really taken a growth mentality and mindset and been able to, you know, without taking external capital, grow into what we are today. Okay. And you started this company when you were first into it. Where were you physically located? So I didn't start the company, but I joined when they were when they were infants and just kind of starting to crawl. So I don't want to take credit for somebody else's work. But, I mean, um, where were you when you joined, when you started in the in the enterprise? Oh, so when I started, we I was based in um, New Jersey, just okay. outside of New York City, and okay. I was working um, working on the client side of the business, and um, you know, actually had this company as my agency on the client side. So I told them I was leaving, and they said, "Wait, where are you going?" And I told them I'd start a competing business, and they said, "Oh, that's that's a terrible idea. We have one that could use some help." So that's how it worked out. Okay. And how's business now, given COVID and everything else? Yeah, we saw some softness early on. I think there was some hesitancy on the part of many advertisers, especially with sensitivity in you know health and wellness treatments and you know care messaging as to what was appropriate. You know, a lot of folks were not going into doctors' offices, and um, telehealth wasn't quite sorted right at the beginning. So we we did see some softness this year, but. The truth and the reality is that people need to take care of themselves now more than ever. And the health messaging is extremely important, especially when it's nuanced, especially when there's something specific that a patient population needs. 
and they can't go to several doctors and get referred into the right care, you know, the way that things are with COVID. So I think ultimately it's been, you know, more of a help than a harm to get people thinking in that health frame of mind. Okay. So, so it sounds like business has recovered and you're doing well because there's a huge need for what you do right now. That's, that's my sentiment, but knock on wood. I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't say that. And uh, I don't want to jinx myself. Okay. We won't jinx you. Uh, (laughs) So what is your challenge that you're bringing to the table today? Okay. So I've got this company that's rolling. I feel very good about it. Um, You know, love my team, love my clients. And just when you feel like you've got it all together on one hand, you know, sometimes other things start to get in your way. And I feel like what's getting in my way right now is the fact that I've made a very big shift and, you know, some things shift around you and cause you to rethink other things, you know, you do yourself. But my situation is that I have two kids that are, um, one is uh, now a senior in high school and the other one is a freshman in college. And um, fortunately, both have been able to go to their schools despite the COVID situation. So we have one out in Boulder and he's a freshman. And the other one decided she didn't want to complete her education in the school she was in in New Jersey. And she got into Interlochen Arts Academy, which is a tough school to get into, but she wanted to advance her singer songwriting passion early on and not wait another year. So she's out in in, uh, Traverse City, Michigan. So we have uh, the two of them and I'm, you know, I'm not with their father, haven't been for years. We're very good friends, which makes things a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So I didn't need to stay in the big house in New Jersey. And I'm engaged to um, a fellow EO member who I met through the circuit. Um, He lives up in- Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful. Um, He lives up in the Albany area with his three children. And so it didn't make sense to stay down there, even though I hadn't anticipated moving so soon. I think everything got accelerated with covid Um, And we have custody of one of his three children. Um, She's lovely. She's 16, um, very independent, very easygoing. Some people roll their eyes when they hear that, you know, you're with teenagers. But luckily, in the case of my two and and the case of Craig's, they're wonderful, like very well-adjusted, easygoing kids. And so the two others live with their mom. um, And there's, you know, there's some uh, tension between Craig and his ex. So that's not always wonderful. Um, But, you know, kind of life is what it is and everybody takes it in stride. And I think the adjustment of moving up to a different location as you're running a business, as your kids are gone, as you're adjusting to, you know, new kids that, you know, you're, you're having the pleasure of getting to be with, but not necessarily having that have been your master plan is all coming together at once. So, so this is what I'm working through on top of COVID. So, so uh, let's kind of just define the challenge per se. Is it, uh, I don't know what my priority is. Is it, I just feel overwhelmed. Is it like, I feel like a fish out of water. What is the feeling? I think it's more fish out of water. I think it's more, wait, I, this wasn't exactly the plan for right now. Um, where is my big, beautiful house with the baby grand? And what, like, who are my friends now? What am I doing? Like, where do I go for normal stuff? I mean, I just got a doctor up here yesterday. Uh Um, But I think it's that, like, sort of the empty nest syndrome, coupled with relocation, coupled with, 
you know, family integration. And you're like, <laughs> what's going on here? So, um, so I think there's a lot of sorting to be done and a lot of day-to-day -day demand with the business because while uh, COVID has been, I will say kind to us, that has generated a lot of additional work and demand on my time and focus. So I don't quite have the ability to pace myself the way I used to and, you know, find ways to take care of myself and cope. So I think that's that's kind of the, the general gist of things is how do I keep all of this change from affecting and impacting what I'm doing with the business? And this is probably a, a part of a much larger conversation. So let's just try to give you a little bit of relief in the next few minutes. Sure. Uh, so it's very interesting because I am uh, I was married, had two kids, got divorced, got remarried to a man with three kids. And those three kids, he had full-time custody of them. And when we blended our families, at the very, very beginning, my kids were still going back and forth from one house to the other. That slowed down over time. But at the very beginning, I remember being in my house with his kids and kind of feeling like, wait a minute, what happened to my kids? You know, it just felt a little odd. It felt a little off, right? Like, I love his kids and now it's, you know, many, many, many years later and his kids are my kids and it makes no difference. But at the very beginning, I felt displaced even in my own home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I can, I can very much identify with that, Kim. I think it's, so the, the other thing that I didn't mention is in the divorce scenario and, you know, things go down the way they go down, no judgment, but the kid's family house ended up being on the market. And it's a, it's a nice Your house. children, your no, children. Um, uh, so, so the. Craig's kids family correct. house. So I bought it. Okay. So to make it even more complicated, I'm now living there and everybody feels very comfortable here because it's their house. But then I bought it and it's supposed to be my house, but I don't feel like okay. I'm home. So right. <laughs> Especially so it's a strange. Was yeah. that there, was that their house pre-divorce? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's all together, you know, uh, probably the cause of lots of uh, feelings of being not in a, your environment. Right. right. Yeah. So fish now, out of water. <laughs> fish out of water. Okay. So now the question becomes, how do you make it your environment? And mm -hmm. not only how do you make it your environment, how do you make this family your family? And how do you bring Lauren to the table? Because I'm guessing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like Lauren's used to one place and suddenly she's in another place and she's like, hold on a minute. Where did I go? I think it's that because I love to travel and I've always bounced around and I've always had, you know, been fortunate to have more than one home. So, you know, have gone down to the beach house when I needed time or, you know, stayed at the main house when I didn't and found ways to travel and, you know, get the space and time that I needed. I think what it is, is that, I'm not in control of, you know, who's around me and when it happens and what happens anymore because I used, I was used to everything being what I wanted. I would say, nope, we're doing this or we're doing that. And now I don't have any control over much of my day to day. Right. And so, so there's a few elements, right? The question is how can you carve out time for yourself on a day to day basis because it's for your kind of mental health, your sanity, your well being. How can you do that? even in this environment? Is it that you do need to take yourself out for a bit, even for a drive? Is it that you need to go for a walk? Is it that you need to sit down and journal? I'm a big fan of journaling. And I 
encourage anybody in front of me to journal because that gives you just a bit of time to like just be on your own and think things through and write down your thoughts and feelings in a safe place and work through them. Um, So, you know, part of that is how do I carve out time in my schedule daily, weekly, monthly? That's just for me. But beyond that, you're in a new place and you're in a new environment, not only physically, but in a new family environment. So now the question becomes, how do I make this a family that I belong to? And quite frankly, that I'm at the front of, right? Because, because, you know, you're the female lead in this situation, right? So how do I do that? One of the things that we did, and it may be helpful, and I don't know how all of the kids are integrating and getting along or, or communicating, but we started to create uh, traditions, call them Kim traditions, family traditions, it doesn't matter. But the minute that we started to insert traditions into the family, the family became bonded and united in a different way. So we're creating something new, something that wasn't before, Mm -hmm. something that was injected with my personality, my values, my view of the world. And then it became our family instead of just two families kind of separately side by side living. And so the question becomes, what traditions can you create? In our house, one of the great traditions is we have family day once a year. Every kid comes together from all their, now they're older too. They they stop what they're doing. They come to the house. They come to Toronto and everything is turned off. You know, they literally turn off all their social media, all their phones. And we do some activity that one of the kids decides on for that year. But it's like, uh, you know, it goes down in history and they talk about it with all their friends. But for you, it's what traditions can we implement mm-hmm. on a regular basis that they look forward to that are now not just Craig's family traditions, but it's the blended family tradition that's created. And so, I, again, I'm guessing for you, you need to be the creator. You need to be the one who puts something in place instead of sliding into someone else's place. Right. Yes. (laughs) Right. And so the question becomes, what can you create? What can you put into place that creates a bonding and a family feel Mm -hmm. that is defined and painted in a way by you? Right. So, so those two pieces, it's creating some time for yourself as a mandatory piece of growing your business and, of being healthy in a new family environment in a new home. And the other part is what traditions can I put into place that I can create where I can have an influence on the experience, the emotional experience of this family, rather than just, you know, making yourself fit in to what already pre-exists. Does that I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's great advice and I appreciate it. Um, I'm starting to think as we're talking and I don't have an answer yet, but uh, maybe journaling will help. So please. And we can talk more about it. I can give you some journaling prompts. Actually, I'll give you a journaling prompt that I give a lot of people right off the bat is sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or on your computer. And the first question you want to ask is what do I really, really want? And in your case, you might want specific things for your business. You might want specific things in your relationship. You want, might want specific things for your blended family together. And you might want specific things in your friendships, 
But so you want to write down, what do I want? And then the second question is, so what's stopping me from having what I really, really want right now? And in that list, you'll find that you'll express unconsciously a bunch of beliefs that are slowing you down, that are getting in your way. You want to look at that and say, does it have to be like this? Can I change it in any way? You know, what, what's the thinking that's getting in my way? And can I think about this differently? It's a very powerful um, journaling exercise. And, I'm, and I'll offer it to you and anyone who's listening. If you take the time to do this journaling exercise, question one, question two, send it to me. And you and I will schedule a private coaching session to review your answers. So I'm happy to do that with you. Um, I think it's an incredibly powerful exercise. I do that regularly in my own journaling. It sounds great. Yeah. So um, it sounds intimidating and it sounds like I'm going to come up with a lot of ways to procrastinate, but uh, I like that there's a prize at the end that, you know, I have a deadline or not a deadline, but that there's somebody that can keep me accountable for it. So thanks, Kim. Uh, And, and while it may sound intimidating, I will say to you that it's incredibly uh, like relieving, right? Like it just lifts up so much weight from your shoulders. So it's, in, it might be intimidating at face value, but once you're doing it, you're like, wow, I just feel so much lighter now. So I encourage you to do that. Um, Lauren, thanks so much for being on this podcast with us, for sharing your challenge. It sounds like you're going through a hard time, but I, I feel like it's like the beginning of this massive, wonderful thing that's about to happen for you. Uh, if you can allow it and kind of relax into it a little bit. Uh, So I'm really excited for you. And I hope that I hear how things unfold for you in the next month or two or three or even a year from now. Uh, For those of you who are listening, thank you for joining us. If anyone out there has a challenge that they want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if anyone out there has a challenge that they don't feel comfortable sharing on the podcast, but would like to talk about, please reach out to me. Anyways, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Lauren, thank you so much for your time, for your willingness to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Great suggestions. And I'm glad I did it. 